0: I am Nerdstradamus. Last week, I predicted that we would have our first-ever 20-for-20 coalition score. I, Nerdstradamus, also predicted that Zibvert would break the record for consecutive perfect scores at 40. Well, Goblin Pile came the closest by falling only 12 points short of running the board. But Zibvert remained perfect for the 40th straight week. So my predictions were one out of two. Am I not Nerdstradamus or am I coin flip? You decide. Details on that later. In the meantime, I have the global results for last week's replay of Survivors of the Four Tribes Part 1. I also had a great conversation with the new record holder and fellow Chicagoan, Zibvert, which I will be sharing with you right here on MTG PodQuest as I assail him with hard-hitting questions like, okay, tell me again one more time. What do you have for breakfast this morning?
1: Uh, a little bit of leftover chicken.
0: You don't want to miss this one. Pipes!
1: Nerd!
0: Call Guinness. We have a world record holder on the show. Ladies and gentlemen... from Studio 1A at the worldwide headquarters of Echoblade Studios. The only weekly podcast focusing on the mobile game Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest. team results, the world's top players, the world's top teams, hey, world likes, oh, really Jimmy, MTG to Podquest, knows what it means, knows what it means and now Nerd Thuggery. Thank you Pipes, great job as always. Broadcasting from our studios in Florida to the ears of the best MTG Puzzle Quest players in 38 countries on 5 continents. Way to come through for me, Australia. What's up, Gods and Groggers? Welcome to the big show. I'm Nerd Thuggery of the Gods of Theros, and we have the results of last weekend's coalition event, Survivors of the Four Tribes Part 1. This was a replay of the previous event that the devs wanted to give another go after cleaning up some bugs. I thought this was a ripe opportunity for the first perfect team score, and man, you guys gave it a run. The closest to the top was Goblin Pile with 18 perfect scores, only 12 points from perfect. Team Reckless and Black Lotus both had 17 perfect scores and were only 22 points from perfection. In fact, with most events... Somewhere between 6 and 10 teams reach a 95% score. Heck, the last time we did ATV, nobody hit 95%. Well, last week, 17 teams hit 95%, trying to grab that brass ring of perfection. So I'm going to recognize all 17 teams. The teams hitting 99%, Goblin Pile, Team Reckless, and Black Lotus Six teams hit 98 percent. MTG Goldfish, You Have One Job, Black Vice, Blue Lotus, Gods of Theros 2, and Teferi. Three teams hit 97 percent. Something Went Wrong, Gods of Theros, and Tormented. Three teams hit 96 percent. Don't Panic, Oblivion, and Syndication. And two teams hit 95%. That was The New Talent and Gods of Theros 3. Congratulations all 17 teams. Great job. Next week we get to see part 2 of Survivors of the Four Tribes. Now a wise player waits while the exploratory avatars get into the event and start posting deck rosters into the wiki. But a dangerous player launches themselves into the nodes with mana blazing. I'm partying with that second group. Last week, one of the very best players in the world posted his 40th consecutive perfect score, eclipsing the previous record of 39 set earlier this year by FC Led Zepp. Zibvert was kind enough to spend some time with me this week. I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did. All right, so I'm actually going to kind of leave the introduction part up to you, and I'm going to ask you, What is your Magic the Gathering puzzle quest game handle? And which coalition
1: do you play in? I go by Zipvert. Um, Normally, I'm with You Have One Job. But um, uh, Lagartha did recently retire from Black Lotus. So I just switched Hmm. over to there this week. Just, you know, try playing with them for a little while.
0: Oh, okay. So (laughs) that's a bit of a coup for Lotus, I think. (laughs) And why is it that I'm interviewing you right now?
1: uh the 40th uh perfect coalition like win in a row like i don't know <laughs> whatever you decided to name those p bombs right <laughs> i'm going <laughs> to <laughs> oh yeah so yeah so just got that record during the uh, the rerun of that last lci event
0: i don't think i'm alone in saying that i was a little concerned for you when we had a new event coming out and there were bugs and yeah. crashes um, I'm sure there were a lot of us were kind of like, you know, biting our nails on this one.
1: I mean, the, the good part it was, is, uh, that it was PVE, which historically have been a little easier, but yeah, you never know what the new event. Well, and especially it's, it's new devs, so you, you don't really know what their take is going to be on things.
0: And I think we kind of got a glimpse into what their take is. Um, yeah, one hour long battles.
1: Yeah, they added a lot of a lot of hit points in there, but they did stay pretty light on removal, which has always been what's been nice about the uh, the PVE events. Like none of them have ever been able to do anything about a vanguard. So,
0: I mean, did you find this event to be a little easier than past PVEs that they've had for coalition events?
1: I would think so. Yeah, I mean, because some of them, like you get the the Madness, where you know Mm -mm. you can lose an objective if they just get a fast start like you, you had a lot of time because most of them were of the variety where it was like do more of something and with them having so many hit points you had plenty of time to do whatever that thing was
0: that's true when I when you see that number 10 and you think oh my god this is gonna take forever. oh yeah the
1: support subjective
0: oh but they had what 500 they were starting with 500 plus hit points or something
1: yeah yeah
0: plenty of time okay, okay. so where do you consider your hometown
1: yeah, it was uh, Dixon, Illinois.
0: Where do you live right now?
1: Uh, Arlington Heights. I'm oh, yeah, yeah. So just a little north of Chicago.
0: Being um, down in Naperville in a few weeks, actually, doing some pictures. Oh, yeah, I stuff. used to
1: live there. Uh, that was where I was before I moved to Arlington Heights.
0: How do, how do you like the comparison between the two, between Arlington and Naperville?
1: Um, I mean, Arlington Heights, I haven't really gone out into as much. Uh, I mean, well, partly now it's like I, I work from home a lot, so I just don't get out as much. But... Uh, Naperville had a little nicer downtown, I think. Like,
0: I do, t- yeah. I think that, that Riverwalk down-
1: area was real nice.
0: Okay, so are you married or partnered?
1: Uh, engaged.
0: Oh, congratulations. Kids yet? No?
1: No, nothing there yet, so. Very good. And what do you do for a living? Business analyst, so it's um...
0: I hear a lot of similar uh, occupations when it comes to higher level players. Do you think that thought process helps one out in this type of a game?
1: Well, I mean, Magic the Gathering and Puzzle Quest are both that kind of, you know, you like to think it through kind of game.
0: Sure. How long have you been playing Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest?
1: Four-ish years. I mean, I I got the, um, you know, the holiday card for the last four years anyway. I forget exactly (laughs) at one point during that year I joined.
0: That's a good way to track it, actually, how many holiday cards you have. Did you play Paper Magic?
1: Uh, yeah, but not in a while, like, um, you know, I played a little bit, uh, like, back in high school more so, because there was, you had know, more access to people to play with.
0: hmm Do you remember what your first set was, or your first release that you got involved uh, with?
1: I started playing somewhere around Ice Age.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, did you ever, did you do any of the tournaments like at the, where they do the hotel room? Uh, the uh, Oh, no, yeah. Scene?
1: I never went to any of that sort of stuff. It was, you know, just playing with people at school.
0: Wondering if we ever found ourselves playing in the same tournament and just didn't know it.
1: No, no, I, ne- I never got into the tournament scene stuff. It was more just sort of casual, like messing gotcha. around. Yeah. Do you H- have a favorite <laughs>
0: color that you like to play in MTGPQ?
1: <laughs> Maybe... I mean, green I like a lot for some things, um, just because I've always been real fond of, uh, you know, Harald loops. Just mm. as a, if you don't know what else to play, usually that deck can do it, <laughs> and it was an easy combo to get going, like before you have like Omni and all the other loop options, because you just needed some uncommons.
0: What's your favorite Planeswalker to play?
1: lately for standard I tend more Tamio Um, I mean legacy uh, I'll use more Teferi Hero of Dominaria or Kazmina Kazmina I'll I'll use um, just for like standard for like daily training ground stuff and things too
0: Everybody uses Kazmina, and I've I've got her, and I've pumped her up to 60, and I have yet to really even learn how to use her.
1: Yeah, that that first ability um, that, that, you know, get the fetch and get a lot of mana, like, once you get your supports built up, I mean, it's just really handy.
0: Do you have a favorite card or a card combo?
1: Uh, I mean, probably just the Harald one. I mean, I don't always mm-hmm. use it as much nowadays, but like I said, it was it was like my first like good solid loop for for mm-hmm. you know I was using for like Legacy and things for a while before I had more cards. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just real flexible because the whole combo was just green. Say so, yeah, a Harald King of Skemfar and then mm-hmm. uh, combo with the Migratory Great Horn, and then um, any of the, there's like 10 different lands from like, uh, you know, the two Innistrad's, the Midnight Hunter, uh, yeah, Crimson Vow. You know, any of those lands that give you the five mana to all your cards when it enters play, which, I mean, aren't good lands on their own, but, I mean, if you get them in that combo, then it's like, you have unlimited Harald and unlimited mana. Mm -hmm. Throw in some card draw if you want from there, and you can do a lot of stuff with it.
0: I don't even recall what deck I was working on. I know it was a Coalition event, and it was one of the nodes, and I had mentioned something to you about... You know, I'm really, I, I struggle with this all the time. And you, I think you threw one or two cards at me and said, well, I'll try this or this, or you might want to try this. And it completely cleared it up for me.
1: And yeah, yeah. Your you're harvest tied because you were doing uh, Celestis still, right?
0: <laughs> you remember. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. remember.
1: <laughs> and uh, I, I was like, yeah, try uh, Tritovalar because it. I yes. mean, to me, it just works a lot better for getting those shifts in quickly so you're not having to wait it out while you're trying to finish that's the objectives.
0: What, you're right. That's what it was. It was the werewolf one. And people in my coalition know I, I bitched about the werewolf one. Every time that that harvest tide came up, I'd be God, a darn werewolf note. Somebody else on Discord had said, uh, yeah, Zibvert, he's the expert's expert. And so hearing you describe the loop that uh, you were just describing, I think that's what a lot of players... Uh, especially if they're not familiar with stuff like that. They like to hear that kind of thing from somebody who knows how to use it.
1: There's faster stuff in Legacy than, than Harold King of Skempar, you know, like the, the omniscience loops are real popular, obviously, or um, you get a lot of people that are, you know, those conversion loops where, you know, you just have a couple of those cards in there that, uh, you know, a few different supports you can use to draw and then a bunch of conversion cards and just let it run.
0: Let's talk about this streak did it feel longer or shorter than 40 weeks or did it feel just about right
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's it's definitely like slow because i mean 40 not big of that that big of a number to do something but having to like wait a week between each one i mean does <laughs> yeah. make it feel so long
0: So it started, uh, was it April? I mean, I think we...
1: Like early May it would have been, right? Yeah.
0: Since then, you haven't missed a point. And I made the reference. Now, I think we have, don't we still have um, Machine and FC Led Zepp that have streaks going right now?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Because, like, uh, FC Led Zepp, I think, is... Like lower mid 20s and machines, like upper 20s. I want to say, I, yeah, I think
0: we worked it out there. There's something um, in the neighborhood of 12 weeks behind. So, if something happened and it stopped at 40, they would still have to work another three months just to catch up.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I, I have it. a safe record for a little while. <laughs> I mean, so, someone else is gonna hit 40. I mean, because I mean, when you looked at, uh, you know, the the perfect, like Dado and like Lars 70, like had that right. sheet that came out. I mean, I mean, Machine had like you know was 50 out of 52 for perfects for the year. I mean, we had the same number of perfects. Um, he just like had them split poorly because it was like two mid 20s, you know. Right. So it's like if you rearrange that a little bit, there was a good streak in there.
0: What was your longest streak previous to this one?
1: I think my second is only like a 10.
0: Really? <laughs> well, that gives hope to all of us who are... You know, I don't think I've ever put... I'm, I'm a 98% player right now, thanks to you uh, helping me with Harvestite. But I struggle to put... I, I've only put three in a row together once. It's good to know that most players... I, you know, when we're looking at that chart that you just mentioned that Lars put together with the streaks. Oh, yeah. There's maybe, what, 30 or 40 players that have ever really gotten over 10?
1: Yeah, I mean... 10s and 11s where it starts to drop off real fast there was a decent number of people in that range and then Mm -hmm. when you started getting over that i mean that was just for the one year i don't know what people have done in the past but yeah Yeah. once it went over 10 and 11 it started dropping pretty fast there weren't as many people in the higher numbers
0: let me ask you with the new pattern that the the new devs have said they're going to do with um staggering standard and legacy from week to week which obviously they're straying from trying to introduce this new event those last two or three weeks now do you think that's going to affect the because there's going to be more legacy events do you find that that prevents the longer streaks or do you Do you think that's not really going to impact?
1: might. I mean, it kind of depends what they do with it. Because I know for some players, just the the charge schedule is inconvenient for them on those, you know, legacy events. True. Um, So if they fix that up just so at least people can play, um, I mean, that'll obviously help. Uh, Yeah, I I think it might tend to make them a little shorter. I mean, it hasn't seemed to have been a real big problem, you know, because like you said to me, uh, FC Led Zeppelin. machine. I'll still have a pretty good streak going through those legacy events they've been running. Um, But yeah, I mean, you could definitely get closer calls in there, you know, since they've been doing that. I mean, there was like at least one fight I know where, you know, I got a little behind and had to like pull off a win or I was actually gonna get a loss in there. And most of them go fine, but I mean, if you get a slow start, sometimes, you know, those fights only last like a few turns.
0: What event was that in? Do you recall?
1: Um, I'm I'm not sure what it what if um, what what did they run right before this last LCI? I think the I think that's when it happened. Titanomachy. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that... they're, they're all kind of the same. Like most of the, yeah. plays, the PVPS they've been running aren't that different. You know, because right. usually there's one where you can play a little faster and one where it's like, oh well, you have to use uh your planeswalker ability a couple times, so you have to you know you can't just like one turn kill it you actually have to get those in yeah and there was some fight in there where someone just like dropped some creatures and started attacking right away and it took me a couple of turns to get set up so mm. most of them go okay though because i mean there's so many people that playing and i mean what helps a lot and how i go from getting like 10s to 40s is i just have way more cards now so sometimes you're just mm. paired up against people who don't have as fast of a deck and it's not that big of a problem oh it's good yeah because it was after they ran uh, the ultimate plane walk like that first time Mm -hmm. you know they when you could repeat that over and over and get all those non-duplicate packs and you were just getting like tons of the orbs for crafting Mm -hmm. um, you know i I picked up so many cards off that because up until then uh, i'd always been just like completely free um, Mm -hmm. for playing but i got so many cards off that that it got sort of got worth it to go vip for a little while because I was able to craft, you know, all the commons, uncommons, rares, all those cards from you didn't have. So when you're getting the the non-duplicate packs and everything in it is like mythics or masterpieces, you know, it's it's a decent value.
0: I know there's a lot of us out there doing just what you just described. You know, we're playing uh, Ultimate Planeswalk, we're we're uh, or or um, Battle for the Ages, and yeah. we're just you know accruing those points and and getting rid of the commons and uncommons so it sounds like uh, you're justifying the hours that i'm spending doing that hoping that i can start pulling some uh with yeah yeah if you can if you can
1: do battles from the ages uh that's a good one just because um i mean obviously it's a good conversion from monocrystals to mono jewels because you're well Mm -hmm. if you're in platinum anyway that's i don't i don't think a lot of people play that as much like in the earlier tiers Um, i was
0: talking to clem and he he's a gold and he said it was worth it for him
1: Gold wouldn't be too bad, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't see doing it as much in like like bronze you know or silver but yeah gold wouldn't be too bad because you get a lot out of it i mean you get all those exclusive rewards which has some good cards in it i mean it's it's kind of a weird event because it's like a mix of standard and legacy rewards but yeah you get stuff in like the kami war i like to use it um i mean there's a few other good cards in there and then uh i mean the fact that they even give you some vanguards like usually that's all like you know gotta buy them with like the mana jewels Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, on top of that, they give you those rares, which is a good way to try and. I mean, because unless you've been playing this game for a long time, like most people, you know, uh, came in like several years after to start it, and you've got all those older cards to catch up on. So I'm still
0: all... trying to get my hands on Omniscience.
1: That's the only card I paid some money for because they they <laughs> put it up for sale, and I, it, you know, it was in one of those packs where it's like. Uh, $13 if you want to get like one of the cards, or you could get all three of them oh, you know, for I'd like a cheaper price. But, but I already had the other two cards, so I'm like, oh, well, okay, for like 13 bucks, I'll buy a card.
0: Uh, yeah, but I mean, when there's so many legacy decks out there named after the damn card, I mean, you, you gotta pick it up at some point.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I, I, you know, like I said, before I had that, I still liked, uh, like Harald or like the budget version of doing everything because i mean they're they're the same sort of goal like omniscience just makes all your cards free versus harold you know you set them up to get like unlimited mana so Mm kind of the same difference i mean obviously there's some cards it matters for i mean omniscience has the nice benefit of when they hit you with test of talents it doesn't matter if your spells can't gain mana because they all cost zero so
0: it's another card i want that would be number two
1: Test of talents, talents was good. Yeah, yeah. That, that was kind of annoying when that was standard. So,
0: which um, of the the new planeswalkers that have come out? Uh, are you a big fan of any of them? Are there any of them? I mean, really I picked out? a
1: couple of them up just for the heck of it. I mean, usually I don't tend to buy planeswalkers, um, unless they're on sale, so I mean, for the first, like, obviously when you start the game, you gotta buy a few, Um, but after that, for the last couple years, like, I buy the bulk of them just at end-of-year sale, so just, you know, uh, save up and, you know, maybe bought, like uh 20 of them you know this year maybe 20 of them last year or so like just just get a bunch of them at the end of the year.
0: Ren and Realm Breaker was for on sale for $29 what six weeks ago (laughs) it seems like and then it's in the vault for 200 mana crystals. All I'm saying is I I wouldn't mind getting 20 bucks back that's all.
1: Yeah yeah I I mean
0: it's a great planeswalker I just didn't like seeing it so cheap because it's a monochrome you know just a few weeks after it was released.
1: Yeah, there I that stuff they're a little unclear about. I mean, they don't you know, they don't really state how long. Like I get the concept to make sense like let people have it early for a while, but yeah, <laughs> it would be kind of nice if you had a better idea exactly how long of a, you know, an early window you're getting it for.
0: Right. Yeah. Even if it's a short amount like 3 months, it's good to know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just see, I mean, that way you're just happy with what you're buying then, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, that, that, that sort of stuff, you just want to know what you're getting. And, you know, I get it. And, like, I get it too. Like, some people keep asking for, like, some of the events to have the, the latest set pack in them. But I do kind of get that. It's, like, mostly they, you know, things like um, Fibble dip give you the, uh, the second newest set when you get a pack. You know, that way there's some incentive mm-hmm. for people to actually, like, buy the latest set.
0: Any specific event that you find that that worries you at all when you see it coming up on the schedule, like?
1: I mean, a timeless voyage. When they kept trying to schedule that all the yes, time, I right. definitely. I should... Yeah, I definitely wasn't into playing that just because that bottom node. I right. mean, that one is like the balance on that is crazy. I mean, your opponent gets an extra swap every turn, and then your bonuses. Well, part of it is you can't block like right. how is that <laughs> right <laughs>
0: so and that and but you didn't you didn't list that as the one that you had trouble with he said perhaps it was titanic no, or whatever that but one you, had a, you were okay with that one
1: yeah i mean because with legacy pvp really it's just did you get a fast start you know or right did your opponents at least just not get a fast start so hmm. like that i mean that's not terrible because the your opponent getting an extra swap every turn matters a lot in the long run I mean obviously if you're winning on like the first or second or third turn those extra swaps they're getting matter a whole lot less you know
0: so you got to plan that that those first two or three turns you got to make sure your stuff's in place
1: yeah 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 i mean you know depending on what the node objectives are you either just want to win within a few turns or you want to have the game like locked down so that when you pass the turn um, it's not a problem because, like for that, that's what I've been doing with the with the ones where you have to use your planeswalker ability a couple times before you can win. Is right. I'll have a loop that I can, you know, if it goes well, you can kick it off first turn. Like the loop will run, uh, you know, set it won't kill them or anything, but I'll set itself up so that um, I'll discard all of their cards before like I pass the turn and destroy everything they have on the board, basically. So, you know, they're sitting there with an empty hand and nothing in play. Most of the time, they don't do anything past the turn back to you. You restart that loop up again on your turn, wipe them all out, take away all their cards. So, you know, unless they get lucky and swap into enough mana to cast the one card they draw and it's something good, or they have like a Planeswalker ability that can, you know, pull them into something from an empty hand and nothing on the board, like you're in pretty good shape.
0: So what's the next goal? You know, 40's in your pocket. Is it 52 weeks? Is is, is there no goal? Is there, do you think it's good just to say, yeah, I'm just gonna keep on going? Or do you think at 52 weeks you're like, you know what, I need a break.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's probably just going to depend, like, what happens schedule-wise with things. Because, I mean, 40 like, solid enough. I mean, yeah, if I can get to, like, 50 or, you know, you get to 52 for a year. I mean, it's nice. Um, I mean, if something comes up... Because, I mean, the main problem with it is, like, you're taking some time, like, every weekend. Like, for every weekend of, like, you know, like, a year if you're going for 52 weeks. So... Um, I mean, it, it's, yeah, I mean, I like the streak, but, you know, if something like real life important comes up or whatever, you know, it's not like, that, you know, know getting like, married. Yeah. Yeah. Like 40 is a good enough number that I'm like, you know, okay, I got a good number. Like, uh, I, I ranked high enough because even if I get like bumped off, it's like, I should be number two or at least number three for a while. Like, you know, uh, and I you'll mean, always I mean, I be know... the
0: first to make it to 40.
1: Yeah. I mean, someone else I think is going to get there. I, I want to see how these these streaks they've got going uh, now turn out. Because I mean, there's I mean, obviously like FC Led Zepp was at 39, so I right. mean, if you get to 39 and get to 40, um, right? And, so that's and, you what, know,
0: and yeah, for for those who may not know, which I'm sure most everybody who's listening to this probably already knows, but FC Led Zepp held the record at 39. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and like I said, I mean, Machine had the same, you know, had the 50 out of 52 last year. Well, and I don't know, I don't know what he, the, the other week, probably, you know, probably 51 out of 53. If you put that week in there, that was getting skipped because, yeah, that one for, for Lars, it was a tracking problem because of the way the math is for just subtracting what your all-time score is afterwards versus what it was before, with them mm-hmm. resetting that event in the middle of the week, but not resetting the all-time scores. Yeah. It, there wasn't really any way to know just from before and after, like, people had too many points. Like, if you no, played it those was extra an charges. Nightmare. We had
0: the same problem in got too. just, um, yeah, with the screenshots, it was just a mess. The sooner we can get the devs on board with uh, providing Lars with, um, you know, data,
1: well like just an in-game leaderboard for some things would be nice
0: it 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 seems like it would be a simple thing
1: so all they have is the the all-time coalitions which i mean is an interesting stat but like i mean it's kind of to some extent yeah i mean yeah you have to have been doing well for a long time but it also just means you kind of have to have a somewhat old coalition yeah
0: so congratulations on 40 i'm I anticipate that this goes to 52. Beyond that, you know, who knows? Uh, I guess you're the one in charge of, uh, of this train, so we'll see where it goes.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, sort of depends what they start doing with the, uh, the every other week. The, the standard or new events seem good. I don't know what they're going to do with Legacy. Like there's so many uh, events that they pulled out of Rotation. So I don't know if they're gonna, you know, clean some of those up and bring them back, or
0: it looked like they were starting to bring back some old ones. I thought it was gonna be kind of fun to see this uh, parade of events we hadn't seen. I mean, other than ATV, it'd be nice to get one that's a little friendlier from, you know, a blast from the past.
1: Yeah, or I mean, if they, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna modify. I mean, so far they haven't really done. What what did they do? Return of the God Pharaoh. They changed around that one objective because I know you needed zombies. That's right,
0: did, I think they changed a couple, didn't they?
1: Yeah, I mean the Bolus fight was the main one where you had to have the zombies in. That that I remember. I mean, yeah, I think they changed some other objectives, but like minor stuff. Right. I don't know if they're gonna do that going forward. Like the, that was kind of odd. Yeah. I, I want mean, I want colors and magic back. I mean, not that it's not a coalition event, but it's just a really fun event. It's a good way to collect the PMA cards. Yeah, you know, it was fun. Know, yeah it's it's so interesting because the the whole your cards don't gain mana thing like really changes the whole game
0: right it was a completely different game really
1: yeah and i'm it's all it's all centered around cards costing like 11 so it's like such an odd you know certain cards that would not be as good get a lot better
0: Uh, do you mind if i ask you a couple of questions that are not related to uh, magic the gathering sure favorite movie
1: um go with Shawshank Redemption oh good choice
0: what was the last movie you
1: saw nothing really comes to mind Mm -hmm. favorite
0: television show of all time
1: oh I don't know there that one's harder there's a lot of good shows um I'll just take like a Star Trek I guess give me like Deep Space Nine that was a pretty good show Deep Space Nine okay
0: any hobbies besides gaming
1: uh, no, I mean, the Puzzle Quest <laughs> takes up a decent amount of time. <laughs> it does.
0: It's, it's a time sink, man. Uh, favorite musical artists? Mm, they might be giants. Really? Nice. Okay. What did you have for dinner tonight? Or what are you going to have for dinner tonight?
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to eat a little healthier, so I might, uh, might get a salad. Okay.
0: I was hoping you'd say more leftover chicken, but... <laughs> <laughs> How did you come up with the name Zibvert?
1: Oh, uh, that was just, um, I don't know. I mean, did you ever get into playing like MUDS, like like way back, the you know, just like the text-based version of like World of Warcraft and EverQuest and all that? I was just like I playing did. some version of those, and uh-huh. I wanted to like build a character that had this convertibility just to try it out so when i was naming the character i just shifted the first three letters of convert one key left on the keyboard so instead of convert it was zipvert. like it's just like a throwaway name for that character and then i just started using it for stuff because it's like a totally made up name that's not related to anything so it's never uh-huh. taken so it's convenient i didn't have to put a lot of thought into you know because otherwise sometimes you sometimes you try and pick a name and it's already used and you gotta like modify it or pick another one so. This is
0: why I always save this question for last because it's always the most interesting answer. There's <laughs> always a great story. All right, thanks for coming on. You know, I'll probably ask you on in the future. You know, at at, at fifty-two weeks, you know, I'm going to get you if you're if you go to fifty-two. You know, I'm going to have you on again then.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I like I said I don't I don't know what they're doing with these events. I really liked when they said oh where well, they're going to repeat uh, you know, that LCI. So I'm like, oh, well, one less legacy PVP was nice.
0: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know what they I I didn't know. I mean, do you do you have the feeling like they're making that decision every week?
1: Well, they sort of schedule things. I think the funniest thing was uh, when they did the because they always release that preview and they have the calendar with right. everything. And the, the one time they released it, and every day on the for like a two week period or however many days that is, like every day was a Saturday or a Sunday. It just went like Saturday, Sunday, Saturday. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I get that. they make some weird errors when they put that stuff up. On the, but that was funny for me because they had also recently just said, "Oh, well, the events are uh, no longer gonna like extend past the weekend." I'm like. Well, that's a creative solution. Every day's the weekend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think there was enough backlash from that one freakish. Uh, what did they start at like four in the morning on Friday, and it ended in, at midnight on Saturday? Or, and then they had uh, another event that went uh, like three and a half days.
1: Yeah, it was wasn't it a timeless voyage? That was the one that ran into Monday. Like when they finally mm-hmm. did run it like it it ran a little extra long for some reason like they sort of have a schedule but they're a little flexible because they had um they subbed in the kami war for i forget what they were even gonna run
0: but yeah the standard
1: was messed up it was like just missing a whole set so they're like oh okay we'll play you know play the kamigawa run it's like all right
0: okay i yeah i think they leave too much up to the interns when they're uh I mean, yeah, it
1: seems like they kind of have a schedule, but I mean, I I get it. It was their new event and they kind of messed it up and they're like, all right, they wanted to like fix it. Just especially because they've got this new system now where there's like extra rewards. Like they they put that super pack in there the first couple times and then swap it out for a regular one. So I get where it's like, well, they put bugs in there that messed people up that could have affected their scores so it's like you want to give them a chance to get that super pack
0: now do you think that super pack was because it was the first time at this event and it's like an yeah, extra bonus or do you think yeah. they are trying to make up for the fact that it look we know it's buggy
1: no no because i mean they ran it one no it's like it seems because they did it with um was it the that wild civil drain one or whatever um whatever that last event they would they they're one of their other new events they put the super pack in there the first time they ran it too oh okay so that just seems to be their thing when they they put out the new events they have a little bit more rewards when they first run them
0: okay good well then more new events
1: yeah yeah i mean it's nice to get a couple extra of the new cards and um yeah i don't know i mean I, I guess some people like the legacy pvp on the coalition events like i'm not as big into it because they they play they all play so much more the same because it's all just yeah. like win very fast but yeah it's it, it's all a little weird and i mean obviously a lot of the bugs and stuff i mean that's not nothing to are doing on purpose it just seems like they don't ever quite have enough manpower i i do get it like this game is a little more complicated than some games because like there's constantly new mechanics for all these sets. So it's not like it's not like you just tweak a couple numbers and like put out new cars that are basically rehashing old stuff. You got to like constantly keep building new things.
0: And I I was just right before this interview, I was talking on Discord with another player who said that who recognized they're a relatively new player and they said there's such a learning curve with this game.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Well, and the tutorials are, are terrible. Like, I mean, you learn some stuff, but, like, they'll lock you out from doing certain things. Like, you know, especially, like, I I forget the early, early tutorials. I think they did it too, though. But then when you go into the story mode and the training, like, they'll lock you out from being able to rearrange your hand or exile cards from your hand. So they they never explicitly tell you you can do those things. Like... Um, I I assume there's like a cycling tutorial in there somewhere where they try and make you exile a card. But, I mean, you can like be playing the game and like not even realize these things are options because the tutorial just doesn't tell you what's a thing you can do. And sometimes they intentionally disable the feature. So even if you were trying to do that and you go, well, I guess you can't do that, then you have to figure out later. Okay, you can do that. They just disabled it when they were teaching me how to play the game.
0: I, I have to confess that for about the first three months that I played this game, I did not know that you could move the cards. Yeah. To me, every time I lost, it was like, God, I got a bad draw again.
1: No, it definitely, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things that, I mean, there's, you know, how much time it takes you to figure it out. But it's definitely one of those things, if you're not talking to other people to play, you just have to some point, like at some point, figure it out.
0: Oh, like, yeah. No, I'm sure a child could figure it out like in a, a week or two, but it took me three months. Yeah.
1: I mean, obviously you <laughs> were still getting by. He must have been winning.
0: <laughs> well, congratulations Zivert on 40 straight. It's an amazing accomplishment. And I look forward to having you on in 12 weeks.
1: All right. Yeah, sounds good. I'll uh, I'll see what I can do.
0: Thank you once again to Zivert for being so generous with his time. It's going to be a fun year with these streaks, with uh, Machine and FC Led Zepp also having long streaks going. And I know there's a few other players, one of our own and Gods of Theros, who are working uh, hard on uh, getting up into the 20s, 30s, and 40s there. A quick note, many of you already know that we at the Gods of Theros, after keeping our Discord server completely private for over four years, have opened up our general chat to anybody willing to respect rule number two. As I write this, it's been 36 hours and it's been a lot of fun seeing new acquaintances being made as well as some old connections being re-established. One does not casually play MTG Puzzle Quest. It is a complex game that truly demands some time and brain power to overcome a rather substantial learning curve. But the game is only going to survive if it grows. This is one of the thoughts that went into our decision to open up our server for the first time in four years. In this game, rivalries should be real, but they should be friendly. The stronger our community grows, the more we can benefit the game and its future. That being said, I did come upon a site put together by a somewhat new player, Chewable Trash, and he put together a doc that I can describe kind of as an MTG puzzle quest for dummies. Now, I didn't mean that disparagingly, not at all. It's a nice primer for new players trying to find their way through this great game. He calls it My Journey Through MTGPQ, and I think it's worth a look, especially if you're a newer player. I'm posting a link in the show notes. All right, let's finish this up with our summary of last week's event for my home coalition, the Gods of Theros. We had three teams hit 95% last week for the first time in over a year, with all three top teams placing in the top 17. The Silver team outperformed everybody and played their way into the top 10. Dodge has performed his algorithmic alchemy and has submitted his report. The Throne of Perfection. I love it when Dodge gives me a theme to work with. In what might be the first time in MTGPQ history... The same coalition event was held on consecutive weekends. Our resident boss hog, Mork90, took full advantage and stayed perfect for what is now his 14th event in a row. Good lord, that's a lot of perfection. Derek Rogers and Trash Bear also stayed perfect to make it six each on the throne of perfection this week. Yeehaw! Oh yeah, and the silver team cracked the top ten in a very crowded field. Cheers, gods. A jump-stunt in 49 members of Gods of Theros ascended the coveted throne of Theros with perfect scores of 120 this week, including... Mork ninety, Gigi Allen, Derek Rogers, Seth Mar, Trash Bear, Crimson King, Six Iron, C. M. ninety oh nine, Star twelve, D. S. C. M. Couts Clown, Gamer nineteen nineteen, Sang Wu Lee, Dolio Wolf eight one five, Buffalo Day, Demosthenes, Cave Den oh my God, puppies, Shrike E. B. C. seven, Adinaco, Poon. Elvis. Uh-huh. Dodge U. Braxton. Sepulka, Cable Plays. Targriel. Moo 815. Quicksilver. Gabriel. Arthur Arthleme. The Poet. Big Bill. Vito. Imagine. Black Dragon. E A A J J, Nerd Thuggery. Kung Fu Chuck. Soul Twist. J. Truant. Newera, Bento Box. Twitch. Dan Johan. Six Iron all, Big Ben. A rubber burn in 20 members claimed the demigod status, scoring 95% or more, including... Rowey51. Jante. Imperial. Helios. Ooh. Zeke. The Kai Basito. Fireboy. Rorax. Scald Strider. Hudson Humpel Sean SST. The one and only Chief Wahoo. Ninja Sid. Nomishkrone. Adembi. Gimara, Not That Mad. Rex Ares. Superfly. Unko Sama. Another Daisy Chain in 38 Avatar. Scored 75% or more. Great job, guys! Thanks a lot, Dodge, for that. Those of you who are not in the gods of Theros and don't get the privilege of reading the reports that he puts out every week, uh, he picks a theme, and I'll I'll throw it back to you, Dodge. If you pick a theme and, and challenge me, uh, I'll take full advantage, man. I'll go in 100%. So. That was fun, thank you. So let's uh, break down the teams now. The gold team. 12 gods with perfect scores, 3 demigods at 95%. Uh, team performance was 97. Top performers for the second straight week are Mork 90, Derek Rogers, and Trash Bear, all with 100. That puts our gold team at 11th place in the world this weekend. Player movement has Mr. Snuggles and Voodoo moving to the silver team. The silver team. 14 gods with perfect scores, 5 demigods at 95%. Wow. Team performance was 98. Top performer Fireboy, Dodge U, and Sepulka all at 97. That puts our silver team at 8th place in the world this weekend. Player movement this week has Fireboy and Sepulka moving up to the gold team, Big Ben and Gigi Allen are moving to the bronze team. The bronze team. Eight gods with perfect scores. Five demigods at ninety-five percent. Team performance was ninety-five. Top performers, not that mad at ninety-six. Sethmar at ninety-four, and Crimson King at ninety-three, and that puts the bronze team at seventeenth place in the world this weekend. Player movement this week has not that mad, and Sethmar moving up to the silver team. The Kai Becito and Craig Kinzel are moving to GOT4. Before we continue on, I'd like to note that the three top performers on the bronze team this week are all recent recruits into the Gods of Theros, one of whom had close to 40,000 points banked into his own coalition, but Clem popped into these players' IGC and told them what we do here in the Gods of Theros. And they took a chance and they joined us, and they are now thriving as important members of the GOT family. So if you're listening to my voice and you play MTGPQ and you're stuck on a dead or dying coalition team, and Call Me Clem pops into your chat room and says, Hey, give us a try. Make the switch like these guys did. I think it'll add more enjoyment to your MTGPQ experience. And if you spend some time here and you don't like us, you can always join those clowns over in FTA or Black Phoenix or something, you know. But really, get involved in the metaverse that we've built up around this game. It really adds to the enjoyment. Alright, back to the countdown. The Quads of Theros! Six gods with perfect scores, 3 demigods at 95%. The team performance was 85. Top performers are Shrike at 98. Adenako 96 and Rorex at 94. The quads of Theros took 25th place in the world this weekend. Player movement has Shrike and Rorex moving up to the bronze team. Amorphous and Your Shoes Untied are moving to GOT5. El Cinco de Theros! Three gods with a perfect score, 3 demigods at 95%, performance rating of 83, Top performers are Gabriel at 94, Arthlame at 92, and Dislim at 89. El Cinco de Theros placed 27th in the world this week. Player movement has Gimorok and Mimi moving up to GOT4. The Bopper will be moving to GOT6. The Hexagods of Theros. One god with a perfect score, a performance rating of 57. Top performers Black Dragon at 99, Kinden at 85, and Protocon at 84. The Hexagods are playing with a short roster but still managed to place 61st in the world this weekend. Player movement in Gods of Thero 6 this week has Kinden and Protocon moving up to the Cinco. Black Dragon will be returning to their lair in GOTB. Let's see where he turns up next week. The Grogs
1: of Theros.
0: Four gods with perfect scores, a performance rating of 50. Top performers are Nerd Thuggery at 98, Soul Twist at 96, and Last Exit at 92. The Grogs of Theros placed 60th in the world. Player movement in Gods of Theros 7 this week has Gernot moving up to GOT6. If you want to join the Gods of Theros, just use the search feature in the game for coalitions and type in Gods of The and hit enter. The list will populate with our open coalitions. If you see an opening in Gods of Theros 7 or Gods of Theros 6, jump right in, say something about Grod. Well, Grog, Grod, who the hell's Grod? It's too late to edit. Say something about Grog, and you'll you'll be welcomed in. Once you are a member of the Gods of Theros, you have access to our exclusive and formerly private Discord server. It's a great resource for deck building and event strategy. We are always discussing card combos, planeswalkers, mechanics, and coalition events. And hey, do you want to know what decks Mork90 is using as he posts perfect scores for the past 14 weeks? Or Trash Bear as he continues to mount his first assault on the Throne of Perfection? Or Big Bill, who's been playing this game since before it was invented? How about Razuishu, or Kung Fu Chuck, or Den Johan, or Six Iron, or Dolio, or Soul Twist, Quicksilver, Merino, Inuroth, or Black Dragon, or Dodge U, or Nerd Thuggery, or Ampersand? Some of the best players in the world post their decks on our private discord server this discord server is not new it's been up for years collecting wisdom on these events it's right there for you come and get it become a member of gods of theros and send a friend request on discord to me or derek rogers so we can invite you into the server all right let's close this thing out how's 49 minutes for an episode sound wow a very special thanks to zibvert for spending some time with me so that All of us know what kind of a player sets an all-time record. Dodge U performs the algorithmic alchemy for the Coalition event results and writes the summary with deft loquaciousness. Pipes is a.k.a. Jeffrey Smith. He's been doing this for decades. I guarantee you've heard his voice in radio and TV ads. You can find him on Fiverr. This podcast is produced by Echo Blade Studios. I'm Nerd Thuggery, reminding you that if you see my name on the other side of your board and my planeswalker has even a hint of green in it, the turtle is going to be in the deck. Be ready for it. Soft Part Two is next week. Good luck, everybody. See you next time, nerds. All right, no outtakes this week, but I mentioned something earlier. I want to know from you folks, am I Nerdstradamus or am I CoinFlip? If you're in our Gods of Theros server, go to the podcast channel and just drop a quick note. Nerdstradamus or CoinFlip? All right, turn this off and go play MTGPQ.